Hi friends, welcome to Level Up with Lori. This podcast is all about the ins and outs of building a six-figure network marketing business. I'm your host, Lori Urban, small business and network marketing coach. I teach women how to build businesses on their terms and around their busy lifestyles. I want them to fall in love with their business and to wake up every single morning with purpose. I am so excited that you tuned in today. So let's get started. Well, hey, 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 welcome back to Level Up with Lori. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and every week. Today, I have an awesome, awesome treat for you. Um, We are going to be talking to another one of my stylist sisters, Krista. She is an absolutely amazing leader inside of our company. She's been with the company for actually over 10 years, which is pretty amazing. It was her first network marketing company. I'm going to let her tell you more about that journey, but what I want you to pay special attention to inside this episode is when she talks about her ruler of success. And I want you to even take out your own piece of paper and create your own ruler of success because you know what, actually I will let you listen to the episode and then we will chat more about that after the episode and the little piece of homework that I have for you. The other area that I want you to really listen to and take to heart is the succeed or survive and the notion of that. And again, we'll chat more about it after the episode, but I think so often we are afraid of failure inside of our lives and inside of our businesses. And what that fear does is it paralyzes us and doesn't let us move forward or even try new things. So I want us to push past that. And I love Krista's notion of changing the word failure into survive and actually fail the definition of failure into the absence of trying. And that is the only way that you can fail is to not try. And I often say that the only way to fail is to actually give up because everybody is capable of building a business. It's just that you almost need to be willing and like and excited to fail because in failure, there's just so much learning and growth that happens. So I'm going to stop talking at you, but Krista also shares an incredible business that she is building alongside of her network marketing business and kind of how that has been a long time coming for her. And I have a feeling this is going to resonate with a lot of my listeners because I am having more and more conversations with women that just have these really big dreams and really incredible ideas. And if you are one of them, listen to Krista's words of advice and Don't be afraid of kind of finding your own door or your own window and opening it up yourself and walking through it because no one is going to hand you your opportunities. You need to go out there and you need to create them yourself. And every single one of you is more than capable. And at the end of the day, I am here to help in any way I can, whether it's with building a network marketing empire or whether it's helping you start something brand new and exciting and launching that to your world and even building kind of an audience. So Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Um, You are going to absolutely love Krista. All right. Thank you so much for being on with me today, Krista. I am so excited to talk to you. I know we were talking behind the scenes. I feel like we could have kept going for a couple hours with everything that we have in common, but thank you so much for taking the time today to chat. Oh, definitely. I'm really excited to be on and just really appreciative of the opportunity. Oh, thank you. So, okay, I'm going to ask you a couple what may be ridiculous icebreaker questions, but it's kind of a fun way to start and loosen up a little bit. So, um, what is your favorite thing you have purchased in the last two weeks? Ooh, 
good one. Right. I actually know off the top of my head what that is. Um, I bought this the cutest sweatshirt from Target. They're new, all in motion. I know you don't have that in Canada, so no, I apologize. No, don't. We, we I know. bought it, though, and it didn't work. Uh, I don't understand that at all. Uh, they didn't do it properly. Like, they really okay. didn't. Like, and they, they positioned them right next to all of the Walmarts. And in Canada, Walmart um, grocery shopping is really big. Uh-huh. And Target didn't accentuate their home line and a lot of, like, the good lines that they have. So they basically like we're a Walmart without extended groceries in Canada. It was sad. I love Target and I didn't love it in Canada. Ah, what a bummer. Well, the Target is um, carrying this line called All in Motion, which is workout gear, but it's, it's kind of athleisure and Mm -hmm. it's a bright pink. Bright pink is my favorite color to wear. Not necessarily my favorite color in life, but I love wearing bright pink and it's kind of tie dyed. It's lightweight. So it's that good summer, early in the morning, cozy, late at night, cozy sweatshirt. I've worn it way too much in the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tie dye is very in right now. How do you feel about that? (laughs) You know, I was, I was a skeptic. I was resisting it, but it takes me a little bit. Then I see people were doing the new trend. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm late to the trend. It is so cyclical. I'm the same. Like it always, I'm a late adopter with things. I kind of watch and see how they play out. I judge in my head and then all of a sudden I'm wearing it too. <laughs> same. I, I'm renowned for like, I would never wear that. And then two months later, I'm, I am. It was so. the same with the skinny jean. When they came out, I was like, nope. That's a trend that won't last, like, it's terrible, yeah. blah, 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 And how long has it lasted? Like, uh, Yeah, years, years, <laughs> yes, yes, years and years. And I have several pairs myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so, um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Hmm, you know what? I think it would be right where I am. <laughs> Best answer ever. I do. I, I, I appreciate other parts of the country and I love to visit. Um, and, but for this point in my life, I can't imagine living anywhere else than I do. We live um, north of Baltimore, Maryland, and it's a small town feel, but we're close enough to get to Baltimore, Washington, New York City, Philadelphia. Um, it just is a really nice community. It's a great place to raise ch- children. And I have lived a few other places before children and even with my oldest. And there's, there's no place like this. And I, I really do love being here. In my retirement, um, that, might, that answer might change. I would love to be on the ocean. Um, so I am an ocean person. We do a lot of beach trips to North Carolina. And I would love a second home there. That can be my retirement home. But for this investigate the second home option, too. Yes. I just... I'm not a winter girl. I could never leave where I am because this is where everybody is. Family's here and blah, blah, blah. But, like, if I could, like, snap my fingers and winter would be gone. The only thing I love about winter is the changing of the seasons. Like, uh-huh. but other than that, I'm out. And it's way too long in Canada. Way yeah, too long. you have a long winter. <laughs> way too long. And summer is way too short. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, the older I get, the least. The, the less that I love cold weather. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting even, like, just every year it gets a little more painful. Same, same. Oh, okay, last question, and this one is actually a little more on point. Okay. Um, what um, is your favorite book or podcast to listen to? Mm, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So 
podcast. I love How I Built This with Guy Raz. Do you ever listen to that? No, I've never heard of it. What oh, is that? you would love it. It's just origin stories of businesses. So the very first episode ever is with Sarah Blakely, who I have a major girl crush on. And um, she talks about how you know, she was selling fax machines and then she had this need in her life for wearing a pair of white pants and not having all the things show under it and how she just cut out the feet of her pantyhose. And it's just so interesting to hear about these big brands that we know and love and how they began. And it's just like people like you and you and I, you know, I think we have this uh, misconception that uh, big time entrepreneurs or, you know, people that have quote unquote, made it, have some sort of special sauce or some pedigree that I don't have or you don't have and I could never do that. And that that podcast is a reminder that it's really about not just your million dollar idea, but your million dollar execution. Because we all have million dollar ideas, right? But how often do we actually walk walk forward with them? So it's a really, really good one. I highly I recommend. Just wrote it down. I will be listening yeah. to it today. Good. <laughs> good. You'll love it. I love hearing like the backstories of things. And I think we all think that that one thing that made somebody rich is often where they started. Yeah. And um, I was just listening to somebody's story last week and he had like four or five businesses before the one he has now took off. So yeah. it's, it's like this incredible story of just perseverance in most cases. Right. Right. It's like the idea of, you know, you're an overnight success and you're like, people are like, you're an overnight success. You're like, well, actually you haven't paid attention to the last decade because there was a lot of, of things that didn't look like success. But when people stumble upon you, a lot of times you you are at at the top of the team and it looks great. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think that's like an awesome segue actually into network marketing because I think that a lot of people look at network marketing and they, they think that people have overnight success in that realm too, which isn't necessarily the case. Overnight success takes a few years. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how long have you been in network marketing? So 10 years. Uh, 10 yeah. years on May 2nd, I believe, of this past uh, year. So Amazing. And was Stellan Dot your first company? It was. Mm-hmm. It was. And yeah. why did you get started? So I was, at that point in my life, I had two daughters. Uh, the oldest was three and the youngest was one. I have um, my, my master's degree in counseling. And so that's where I worked for eight years. I worked um, before children and then I worked full time as my, when my older daughter was born and for the first year and a half to two years of her life. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hit that point that I actually, to be totally honest, felt like I was worth more than I was making. I worked very hard as a counselor. I had a lot of great ideas and programs and initiatives, and I was making the same amount of money as the person in the office next to me who wasn't doing any of the things that I was doing. So I was frustrated. And, you know, as you have children, your time just becomes more precious of a commodity. So I decided to be a stay-at-home mom for a little bit. Luckily, we were in a position that at that point we were able to do that. And I loved being a stay-at-home mom in that I loved the time freedom and the time with my children, but I really found quickly I, I needed something that was just for me. I was starting to feel depressed and just unhappy and restless. So 
never in a million years did I think I would end up in network marketing or in like selling anything. I always said I'm not a salesperson. That was my husband's job. I can't sell, but I, I will never forget. I was actually nursing my younger daughter and this was when she was like four months old. So, and I didn't sign up till she was a year. So this was a lot of thinking about it. And I was on Facebook when Facebook was pretty new and I got a notification. Some, but one of my friends liked Stella and Dot, and I'd never heard of it. And I thought, just liked it. Yeah, they liked it, and I'm like, "What is Stella and Dot? That sounds like a little girl's clothing line." And I had two little girls, so I clicked on it, expecting to find like some cute boutiquey clothing, and I found, you know, cute boutiquey jewelry. <laughs> but um, I realized, like, oh, this is like one of those companies. This is like one of those Pampered Chef. The like, and nothing against Pampered Chef, but just you know, ten years ago, the um, the way that we looked at network marketing was a lot different. Felt felt salesy pushy in my mind at least so I really sat on it but I kept going back to it I felt like it was younger and fresher and more innovative than other things I'd seen and I think it was on time what's that did you buy any in the meantime I didn't buy a thing (laughs) I didn't do anything besides like Facebook stock and and an internet stock um and my husband was tired of me talking about should I shouldn't I and he was kind of like this is this is such a low entry point just do it and see what happens so that's that's the long story of why I decided to jump in that's amazing and so what was it like in the beginning then because I mean 10 years ago the company was relatively new It was, yeah, it was new and I was not, I had not sold myself on the idea of what I was doing yet. Mm -hmm. So I, when you said we were talking about the overnight success, I was not one of those people that jumped in and all of a sudden had all these great sales and was sponsoring people and promoting. That was not me. For the first year of my business, I sold to my friends. So luckily I had a nice enough network that people wanted to buy. So I was on paper, my sales looked decent. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, and I had two people join me, but that was totally luck. It was just two people in the beginning, like I'll do it too. Um, and, but I was very uncomfortable with telling people what I did. I honestly felt a little bit like a sellout that I had this advanced degree and I was now being that like jewelry lady. I didn't understand the potential of the business. I didn't understand what I could do with the business. And it was really about so much more than selling somebody a cute pair of earrings. You know, it's about empowering women and making them feel beautiful in so many different ways. And what actually happened is um, I started in May in January, in December of that year, we had, my husband had like a, a crazy like freak accident that was that put him um, out of work for three to four months as he was recovering. He's totally fine, but it was in that moment that I thought, hmm, you know, I thought that being a one income household would be just fine, and that this was my little side thing, and I could just play with it. And I actually, in that moment, realized like anything can happen at any time and creating a second stream of income is a smart thing to do. So I, right around that same time I went to a training and I started understanding what this was all about and the potential. And I re- 
remember hearing the story of somebody who was super successful. And I do have that part of me that's competitive. So I, you know, I'm like hearing about this other girl. I'm like, well, I can, if she can do that, I can do that. And it really just lit a fire under me. And that's when I actually started to build. But again, it took a long time even after that. Yeah. My story is very similar. Um, so how do you get, like, how did you get past that mental block? Cause I think as much as network marketing has changed a lot in the last 10 years and people are more open to it right now, I still think that there's still those like doubts in the back of people's minds. There's still a lot of judgment in the industry. And I'm sure there's still a lot of people that get started without that confidence factor as well. So like, how do you get past that? Mm -hmm. I think you have to first root yourself in your why, right? I mean, we hear that a million times and it has become so uh, trite at this point, but it's true. You have to know what your ruler of success is going to look like and why you should show up and go to work. And so for me in the beginning, it was financial, um, that I just really was motivated to create a second stream of income. And so I started with a financial why and I didn't have confidence yet. But what I know now is that really when you need, when you want to build confidence, you have to do the thing, whether you feel like it or not. Right. And when you try something new, you're either going to succeed and it's going to go exactly the way you want it to, or you're going to survive. And when you survive, you realize like, that wasn't, I didn't get the outcome I wanted, but I did it. And I built um, some skill from doing that. I realized like, that's not the best way to approach someone, or I need to finesse my words a little bit, or I need to stop talking so much or whatever it is. And so you learn, you build a skill that builds your competence. And then that builds your confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So the only way to build your confidence is by doing it. I am a firm believer in that sitting back and waiting. I'll just wait. And when I feel ready, I'll do it. You will never, ever, ever feel ready. And the only way you get good at something is by doing it and really being bad at it in the beginning. And I look back, I found some old emails and messages I've sent to people. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe that's what I was saying. And that's how I was doing. I mean, four paragraphs of like the history of the company and then ending with like, do you want to book a trunk show? <laughs> so bad. But it didn't matter because I did it and I realized, oh, I can do that. That wasn't so bad. And then you do it again and again. And then eventually you, you get some finesse and you learn and, and things start to fall into place. You said two things inside of that, that I, well, you said lots of good things in there, but two like quotes <laughs> that I want you to expand on. You said succeed or survive. I really like that. Yeah. 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 So it's this, um, it's, it's, this idea of the confidence competence loop, right? So anytime you try something new, whether it is, I'm going to reach out to someone about the product that I have to offer to them, or it is, I am going to go for a run and I'd like to hit one mile today, or whether it is, I'm going to cook a new recipe. Like it can be anything in life. You are either going to succeed. So you are going to get the exact outcome that you hoped to get when you began, or you're going to survive. You are not going to die. <laughs> like by sending someone a message, you will not die. Um, and so as long as you are still living and standing at the end of whatever you've tried, you have, you have survived. And the beautiful thing about surviving it is 
um, that's when you realize, geez, that thing that was so scary for me that I was so worried about doing that I thought about for, you know, hours, days, months, whatever, wasn't so bad. And I did it. And that's when we learn, right? So that's when we realize I can do that again. And it wasn't as hard as I thought because things are never as hard as we think they will be when we actually do them. The thinking about it is the exhausting part, right? And so when you learn that, then you build a skill. So if it's, you know, me going for a run and I realize I actually need to slow my pace down a little bit. I was going, I went out too fast or I need some better music or my recipe, like I need to turn the heat down. That was too high or sending a, a message to somebody reaching out. I need to leave in, with an open-ended question or I need to strike up a conversation first, or maybe I need to have built some value before I even reach out to her. You're learning. And when you drive, build your competence. So you start to feel like I can do that again. And that is what builds your confidence. Um, and obviously if you try something and you succeed, you are very confident. So you're going to build your confidence either way you go. It's just about doing it. You have to do it to build your confidence. That is like gold right there. That's so yeah. good. I love that. Like you're not failing. You're just, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, it's just, um, we talk about in our, our house, failure dialogues. Well, that's what I call them. But once a week, at least, we kind of have a little, usually over dinner time, conversation about what did you do this week to fail? How did you fail? And we try to celebrate the failures because it was easier pre-COVID as we were like out in the world a little bit more, especially for my kids with school. But what did you do that, that, really did not go the way you wanted it to. Um, I was just talking about this with my son. He wants to take the swim test to get in like the deep, get to be able to go to the deep level of the pool. And, um, you know, he's like, well, what if I don't do it? What if I take the swim test? And, and what if, what if I drown <laughs> is what he told me. I'm like, well, first of all, you're not going to drown because lifeguard is there and, you know, I will jump in and get you, but you're going to survive and you're going to realize what you can do better for the next time but you have to try it in order to do it and so I think celebrating the failures and redefining what failure actually is is so important failure is the absence of trying in my mind I love that um, okay the other thing that you said is the ruler of success tell me about mm -hmm. I've seen you post about it before I actually chatted with my mastermind girls about it before um, after I read it from you I'm like this is genius the ruler of success so tell us about that yeah so that is, it is not my original idea um, this actually came from my Stellan dot mentor my upline Heather Kraut and about two years ago we held a leadership retreat and this was the exercise she led everyone through and it goes back to the idea that when we live in, particularly in a social media world, we start to look at what other people are doing and we feel like unless we are where they are at, we are failing. So you can look at it in terms of followers or engagement on a post, or you can look at it in network marketing world as, you know, where you rank on the sales chart or the sponsoring chart or where you, what your career title is, whatever it is. Um, and that leads to feelings of doubt and shame, and then that keeps us tighter in our bubble and makes us not want to, to go out and try to survive or succeed. So I think before you start anything, you need to figure out what your ruler of success is. And we actually have, here's my ruler, we actually have rulers 
that we write out, how am I going to measure my success? Um, and for me, it always boils back, back to time freedom. So if I have time freedom in that I can create my schedule, someone is not telling me where and when I need to be, that is success for me. Uh, obviously, I have an income that I need to provide for my family. So I think it goes beyond your like break even point beyond your, I have to make this, of course we have to make money in order to survive and, and live. But beyond that, what does success look like for you? So it, it's not about being on the top 10 in sales, or it's not about having 300 likes on my, my Instagram posts. It's about time freedom. And, and I keep my ruler on my desk every day. And when I start to go down the rabbit hole, because we all do of like, she's doing this and I should have this and I wish I did this. And I look at that and like, do I have time freedom? Yes. I took my kids to the pool today in the middle of the day. That is the time freedom for me. That is so important. Everybody's is going to be different. You can have multiple things on your rulers. Um, and I think impact is another one that drives a lot of us. Sometimes it is a financial goal and that is amazing. You know, some of the people I coach, it's like uh, six figures when I hit six figures and that's great. So you don't need to worry about your Instagram likes because you're focused on six figures. You know, maybe it is a top 10 in sales goal. That's amazing. Focus on that. You don't need to worry about, you know, who who's in your audience or what people are saying to you because that's your goal. So it's really just getting clear on what it is for you and not measuring your success by with somebody else's ruler, only measuring Get it. Get out of that comparison game. And I think yeah. network marketing is just absolutely terrible for the, like, comparison because everything that is rewarded and celebrated which does make sense inside our industry though it kind of really pushes that comparison right and drives that forward which is really challenging for a lot of people and I kind of try and teach people to think about like well why am I not doing what she does trying to flip the switch and thinking like if one person has done something that means you can too Yes. And that's kind of what I think. Like I look at some of the bigger leaders or I think of like, I think back to like five years ago when I was thinking of somebody and I remember there was this girl that she wasn't, um, she wasn't in my team, but she was in like a bigger community. She's not with the company anymore. And I just remember thinking like, she sells $5,000 a month. Like that is just absolutely to me, that was unfathomable. I could not even imagine like hitting that, but I thought to myself, well, she does it. Like there is absolutely no reason that I cannot because the very reason, like somebody doing it that lives 45 minutes away from me, 100% means that I am capable of doing that. Exactly. It's more of an opportunity than a knockdown in a lot of ways. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's exactly what it is. Market proof, you know, the, the evidence that the opportunity exists for you as well. Exactly. So I would rather see people inside of my own organization doing absolutely amazing, making tons of money because it means that I can get to that point too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Um, And let's transition here for a second. So you are um, exploring a brand new business opportunity. You're doing amazing things. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yeah. So what I've learned over the past decade with Stella and Dot is I love the I love the product. I love sharing it with my customers. I've really gotten into skincare as well, and I love sharing that. But my passion and my strength and what I was good at was coaching, um, more so than anything else. And you know, I could I can I can check all the other blocks, but that's where my passion really was. Mm-hmm. And after a lot of years of really 
creating different coaching programs within my own organization, within my own team, I started exploring what it would look like to take the, my coaching methods and take them to a broader audience and people that are really interested in some career coaching, some business coaching, but don't necessarily want to sign up for the, the account. Um, and that's what I've been working on over the last six months. And it's been really, really awesome. I think my coaching is founded on the idea that we all have this special sauce, right? We all have a unique skill set. And at sometimes it, it, you're where you're at in your life, you can't see beyond your current circumstances. So you feel like, gosh, what would I do from here? I know that's where I what I felt for many years, like, where do I go from here? How do I do anything else? And um, it's back to that survive or succeed. You have to take the first step. And so my coaching method really is the process I took myself through at multiple points in my life when I was looking for a pivot, but I didn't know how to begin. So it's about, you know, getting your mindset right, as every good coaching always starts with, and then getting clear on who you are, what your past experiences are, what makes you different, which is better than better. That's my other favorite quote. Um, it's not about being better than someone else. It's about being different and uniquely you and serving people in that way. And then we get into talking about what are the opportunities? What could you do? Whether it's um, developing something new or it's growing your current business or brand. How can you grow? Um, looking at revenue streams and, you know, also your audience, who's, who's listening to you, where can you grow in that way? And then we move into like, rebranding yourself essentially. So I think especially in network marketing, we feel like we are the product a lot of times. Like, And so it's very easy to throw up the canned post that someone else just put, put on or the beautiful image from your home office. And I know the reason that I've been able to last for a decade and do well and create a really great income for my family is because I figured out a long time ago that it's not about the product. It's about me delivering the product in my own way. And that's what people respond to. So I really help the people I coach through that process. Uh, what are your core values? Who are you? What do you stand for? It's not the beautiful pair of earrings. What else is it? And then um, we we talk about your narrative. How are you going to tell your story? How will you show up on video in print and be different, which is better than better. Right. Um, and just sit, sit really strongly in the uniqueness that lies in you. So that's my coaching method. And I've been doing it through a six week, um, small group, high touch bootcamp, which has been really, really awesome. That's amazing. So what's next? Yeah, <laughs> more of you the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more of the same. I um, am in a current round of boot camp, which has been really great. And I will be relaunching that uh, in the fall. I am actually um, creating something that will happen later this summer that's still very much in the works that is focused a little bit more on selling on social media. Mm -hmm. Because again, I think that's where Lori and I, I think before we even had this conversation, sales is not about the ask. Sales is about everything you've done before mm -hmm. the ask. And that's where I think we miss the boat a lot of times. The value you bring, mm -hmm. um, being, being somebody compelling that people want to pay attention to and watch. And then when you have something you want to sell, 
people are like, sure, you know, I'll buy anything from you because you've given me so much value and you've showed up for me so many times without me asking of anything in return. So that's, that's where I'm at. And, and just, you know, continuing to support my uh, sell in dot team and share those products with the customers that, you know, I've grown to be such great friends with over the past decade and continuing to grow this new arm and of, the, of my life, um, my new side hustle to my side hustle. <laughs> I think like there's a lot of, of network, mar- network marketing is kind of the break into entrepreneurship in a lot of ways, right? It's, yeah it's the foundation you realize like it's a very low point of entry, but it can also like open us up to all of these opportunities. And like you said, your secret sauce, I kind of think it's that conversation that you've had a million times with somebody else. It's the nagging idea in the back of your head. It's the question. It's the thing that people always come to you to talk about. Like, and so if you had any advice for anybody that has those like ideas in the back of their head, because I'd love to know how long you had that idea at the back of your head before you yeah. took the jump. Because for me, it was a long time. Like it was a long time coming. And I think like, what can we do to give people confidence to jump off and like try this thing for themselves? Like there's so much opportunity online and the world is waiting for so many different people to emerge. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. It, it was a very long time coming for me. And where I hit a roadblock, is I kept waiting for an opportunity to come to me. (laughs) So I kept thinking like, well, a door will open, a door will open. Like I know I, I have a strength in coaching and a door will open for me. There'll be something within my current company that will open for me or a door will open elsewhere. And, and I'm just waiting and I'm just going to pray and I'm going to wait. I'm going to get better. And a lot of times the door is not going to open. You need to go pull that baby open yourself. Right. Um, And that's, that's where I finally got last year realizing like, this isn't going to be created for me. I need to create it for myself. And so I think there's really two things you need to do. You need to invest in a roadmap and a community that will have your back. Because again, before we started this podcast, we were talking about the idea that you can watch all the free webinars, you can download all the free guides, you can listen to all the podcasts, and you can feel very inspired by those things. But to know how to take the first step, That's what you need somebody to help you do. And that's what I did. I invested in a roadmap and a community that was the same thing. So I invested in my own mastermind, um, not my own, but I invested in a mastermind for me to walk through myself. And it gave me a roadmap to take this idea I had and bring it to market. And it also gave me a community of other people that were doing the same. And I think you need both. I, 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 there are amazing courses out there, but what I know from coaching for 10 years and from bringing this to market in my own personal journey is if you are doing it on your own, it is very easy to stay unmotivated, <laughs> to have, to, to be pumping the brakes, to question. But when you're doing it alongside people that are like, walking through the process too, like, gosh, this is so hard. This stinks. I'm so scared. I'm worried. I failed. It, you feel less alone and it encourages you to keep going. And I know that's what your, your mastermind is founded on. It's what my coaching program is founded on. You need a roadmap and you need a community. And I, I believe with those two things and your own idea of like failure is not trying, then you can do anything. I love that. And that's like the perfect thing to end this like session on. Um, what honestly what amazing advice so i want everybody to like take that to heart if you have ideas that have been like growing inside of you listen to them right like 
that's what we need to do. And, and typically it's the universe or intuition or whatever you want to call it, but it's like an idea. It, what happens if you go out there and it doesn't take meh, right? You go back, you reformulate, you try again. It took me a long time to kind of come up with my coaching business. And I think I'm still a work in progress and learning like what programs work, what do I, what can I do to serve people in a better way? Like all of those good things. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been absolutely incredible and I look forward to chatting more. Same. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you got a few takeaways and feel energized to get out there and take on the world. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Or if you are on Facebook, join me in my Facebook group, Level Up With Lori Inner Circle. Or tag me on Instagram at This Is Life With Lori and I will be sure to give you a shout out. Until next week, my friends.